uh, at Lad Bible. Um, I, it, it was early days, and I won the company's employee of the year, and two months later, I got fired. Um, was, right from that? Yeah. It was, it was, was the reason, if you don't mind asking? Yeah, it was, I was called a disruptive member of staff. Welcome to another episode of Picking Brains, where we pick the brains of the most influential and impactful entrepreneurs. And today, I've got the pleasure of speaking to the founder of a full-service marketing agency, TWH Media, Tim Hyde. At the age of only 23, he is already an award-winning marketer, brand consultant, and a public speaker focusing on viral marketing and brand growth. He has worked for companies such as The Lad Bible and Social Chain, and really helping them with growth and their social engagement, including creating the top engaging live stream by a brand ever, accumulating 2.4 million, that's with an M, comments in just two hours. Not only that, he advises and has spoken in front of brands such as ASICS, UFC, Eurosport, Apple Music, UNICEF, MyProtein. I could just go on and on and on and on, but I think, um, it might be time for Tim to actually say something about it as well. So really, thank you for taking the time to do this. No I know you're a busy man. Yeah, so if you could just elaborate a bit sort of on your, your background story, how did it actually came about to where you are now and how did you get into this sort of social media world? Absolutely, so yeah, I left school um, at 18 after doing my A-levels, always wanted to be a journalist, so I did my like national journalism exams, an internship called Mankini Matters, I did that for 10 months and, and learned a hell of a lot about the real world. That was yeah. really like diving into the deep end, uh, working a lot for not getting paid um, as, as an internship. And then, funnily enough, um, there was actually a, a graffiti artist in Manchester called Axie. We'd done some like amazing graffiti work. I interviewed him about it. And he's like, then his latest work, funnily enough, was in the Lad Bible's offices. And okay. I like, tracked it down, uh, interviewed the, the then sort of COO, uh, Arian Kalantari, interviewed him about the piece. Yeah. Uh, and then two months later, they offered me a job. And then that's nice. how I sort of got into the Lad Bible. Um, and yeah, that's how I sort of fell in love with being able to utilize social media. And yeah, it's gone from there. So if you hadn't gotten an offer from Lad Bible, would you even have thought about going to like university and stuff like that? No, so like um, I was pretty set on not going to university because like I had family members who were, who were also journalists and they sort of, um, they also knew that what was super important was having your NCTJs, not necessarily actually having a degree. Yeah. Um, so I was always pretty set on that, but yeah, without those sort of opportunities, I don't think I'd have ever um, got into social media and yeah, yeah. we'd be here today. I'd... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we sat behind the computers. <laughs> so, I mean, you've done internships in the beginning. You said you did a lot of free work. So, I mean, there's quite of, I mean, there's two sides to There's two different sort of people. Like some people like hate, uh, you know, unpaid work. And so I've done like, I've done a whole year of unpaid work. Like, yeah. what, what are your thoughts on it? Are you pro that? Um, I think it, it depends on the opportunity. I like, again, was quite fortunate that my mum could like look after me and sustain me. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, I couldn't afford much at all, but the fact I did have a roof over my head and could afford to, yeah, like for the opportunity, that was my version of university and those mm. sort of 10, 11 months of working 100 plus hours a week yeah. uh, with the internship course, that, that was definitely a great like spend, spend of my time. Yeah. Um, I think in like, depending what business you're in, like if you can afford to pay an intern, like that should really be the way and yeah. unfortunately a lot of businesses really use it as cheap labor which i am pretty against and yeah 
and you can really see that whereas some internships uh, and apprentice schemes even though they're not really well paid the opportunities you do get are phenomenal mm -hmm. so I think you have to look at it case by case I don't think there's like a, a direct rule on it. yeah so after that Bible you went into social chain yep how, how did that come about? Were you actually searching for that job? No, so uh, at Lad Bible, um, I, it, it was early days and I won the company's employee of the year and two months later I got fired. Um, which was, right from that? Yeah. It was, it was, was the reason if you don't mind asking? Yeah, it was, I was called a disruptive member of staff. Um, <laughs> That's a good tag to have. <laughs> I don't know, I mean, I, I was absolutely gutted and yeah. you know, since, um, do you mean like sort of counseling from it, like that, that was a real traumatic time for me and didn't see it coming. Spent every waking hour. And, I mean, my manager at the time cried after yeah. like, when it happened. Um, and I mean, I think looking back on it, like I also would have never ended up in the position of answering fired from Love Bible. I, I mean, I still to this day think it was like, it was a ridiculous decision. Mm -hmm. However, like being accountable, I can see things that I was doing wrong or could have done differently. And so it's been a, a real good learning curve and, and growth moment for me yeah. and also opened up a lot of opportunities for me. Although, yeah. do you mean, like, I think that whole, like, getting fired is super embarrassing and, like, it took me a hell of a long time mm. to be able to, like, be super honest about that. But, like, I would not be here. Like, yeah. the same. I would not be in the same position. It makes you reflect as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, massively. And, and I, do you mean, I think it is relatively embarrassing that you get fired from somewhere, whether it was just or unjust. But at the same time, like... The people that learn from those like there's also people in super senior positions that get fired or yeah. let go and that doesn't have to be a reflection on you if you take that as a learning point mm. and, i mean i was what nine, 18 19 like i was definitely not as well or as close to well-rounded as i am now and i just learned from it and, mm. and i took took that on the chin and it, it took me a little while to get over but i certainly landed on my feet at social chain and we grew that super super quickly pretty much learn everything I know today from those guys and yeah. like, or at least taken that sort of structure that they gave and, and then obviously applying my own sort of knowledge and my bits and pieces to it. So yeah, I think it's just part of the journey. Yeah. Do you feel like that disruptiveness actually like was an advantage going to social chain that kind of the, the... No, I, I, I mean, I, I think that was an excuse is right. my personal um, opinion on that. And, and I think I, because I was working really hard and because I've been rewarded for working really hard, I think I stepped on, on some of the wrong toes. Right. It, from my opinion, anyway, um, again, I don't think I was an angel um, and I worked very, very hard and, and probably could have been easier to deal with, especially yeah. at that time. But I think it is what it is. And I don't think, I think learning, I mean, all the stuff I learned from the Bible, like how, how we game the algorithms, how mm -hmm. we, um, do you mean, structured content, how we like, you listen to the audience and stuff like that that massively has like helped my career even now and, yeah. and especially in the US where I do a lot of business like a lot of people haven't heard of social chain and, but they have heard of Lad Bible and so yeah. that, that's always a nice talking point and um, yeah like helping those companies grow and being part of those two journeys is was an amazing experience I learned a hell of a lot and met some great people so yeah, yeah I, I mean I still look back on it fondly it's just it obviously didn't end the way I wanted yeah, it yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, and in Social Chain, you actually worked alongside Steve Bartlett. Yeah. How, how was that experience and sort of what was the main thing you took away from him? Oh, I took so much away. I mean, Steve's still one of my sort of best mates, um, a real phenomenal human. Um, unfortunately, I say this on a lot of podcasts, but he's still the smartest yeah. guy I've ever met. Like, he, he's, um, he really is next level and mm. that's through hard work and 
also his like just inherently um, is also a pretty smart guy and and I think I, I what I really took away was learning from their strengths and their weaknesses like mm. if I thought they did something well like double down on that and, yeah. and this is how I'm going to do it or if they didn't do something well I'd be like isolate that and be like okay if, if I was in a, ever in that position I would I would do it this way and, and by that I've been able to yeah like learn a hell of a lot read like read some great books that mm. have really changed my life um i'm in conversations with people that i wouldn't have had connections with if i ever need advice that the team at social chain have always been super yeah. supportive and no i was super fortunate to get that job and then obviously work hard do well and um yeah that's set me up for, for what's become yeah so why would why actually did you decide to it, go solo it, it well i mean so before i went like i left social chain for another agency called agency tk and, and mm-hmm. for me it was really the right time um one of the main driving points was we, we spent a lot of time uh, at that point like educating CMOs, CEOs, CFOs on social media. Yeah. And you could always tell where that background was from, whether it was like SEO. Yeah. You'd be in the middle of like a I mean, six, seven figure social pitch. And they'd be like, where's the SEO strategy? And yeah. they'd be like, SEO is super important, but that's also not what we do. Yeah. Like, you should have another agency that does that or do that internally. Yeah. And you could always see where like a marketer's background was. Uh, and I wanted to be a bit more well-rounded, um, specifically in the media space, being able to understand the different values mm-hmm. of the different channels. Um, and so I got offered a really cool role at a place called Agency TK. So I looked after a third of the agency globally. So I looked after TV, radio, SEO, PPC, and social media. Okay. And like amplify that creative yeah. message. So like that was a really interesting role. Um, and that's, yeah, that, that was like, okay, I can't really pass this up. And I wanted to be more, more well-rounded. Um, mm-hmm. And then after only having to go through that experience, I really understood that now I want to double down in social because the social media space is actually huge anyway. Um, yeah. And I think I spent a lot of time from a strategic standpoint. Um, I'm pretty good at allocating budget and mm-hmm. understanding how to get the best out of each channel. However, having an in-depth knowledge of being able to pitch, implement, review, mm. report on, on all those things is yeah. super tough. Uh, and I'm relatively smart, but like knowing the nuances of all of that, um, yeah, it was probably too That's much for one person. Yeah, that experience was isn't it? Yeah. too much for one person, I think. And yeah. yeah, about 11 months ago, I launched on my own and it's been pretty good. Yeah. So what do you sort of, now that you're sort of going solo, like what do you enjoy about it most in comparison to what it was when you were working with agencies? I think flexibility of living, um, financial freedom, and yeah, just I'm, I'm super accountable. So like mm-hmm. if something goes wrong, I'll be like, that's my fault. And I can like yeah. that's no one else's fault. That's me, and I can yeah. I can get through that and, and learn. I think that's that's really great. Whereas at an agency, you have more balls to juggle. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. Um, I just never had the ambition to to grow it as a, a big agency. Like I saw what we did at Social Chain, I saw how difficult that was. And my strengths are I'm re- I feel like I'm a really good marketer. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I get the best out of various different social channels. Put that into a, an entire approach. Mm-hmm. Whereas I didn't want to spend a lot of time worrying about overheads, worrying about forecasts, managing HR mm-hmm. issues, managing staff who are really upset. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that's super important role as a, as a CEO when you're growing a company mm-hmm. and to have like that much like fiscal responsibility. As, what, 2022 when I sort of launched it, yeah. I was just like, no. I don't <laughs> <laughs> so how does your typical day then look like? Like if you're saying it's quite flexible and stuff. Yeah, like I mean, it, it depends what I've got on. So like at, at the moment, um, there's sort of like checking how the ad spend's going across Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, things like that. Um, doing a little bit of LinkedIn targeting at the moment mm-hmm. as well, which is still a bit pricey, but obviously it's a pretty premium audience. So just yeah. balancing that depending on the client work. Um, yeah, I'm fortunate I've got like some really cool projects on. So 
whether that's like phone calls and team calls um, with like businesses like Trufan or Direct Heroes or um, yeah, just other like Kickstarter projects mm-hmm. that I've gone. That's that's my sort of day to day is the sort of the real like execution of some of the marketing, and then others is Jimmy as any other yeah. agency kind of new business meetings, meeting people mm-hmm. um, and trying to surround myself with some yeah people that add value to my life. Yeah, you mentioned Trufan. Um, so that's your like latest startup that you're sort of the CMO of. Yes. So how did it come about and sort of what it actually is it? Like what, what is it? Doing? How did it come about? So um, in November, December of last year, I, was, I got to live in New York um, and I lived in the same building as a guy called Elliot Robinson who runs at Dunk on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, he used to like head up growth for like Gary Vee, yeah. super smart kid um, and, a, and a real close friend. And his roommate, who wasn't there at the time, is called Manu Goswami, who is the founder of Trufan. Yeah. Uh, so we were like mutually connected, got on really well, like respected what each other's done. He's yeah, he's super fucking smart. <laughs> like Canada twenty under twenty, and yeah. like yeah, next level intelligent, yeah. far more intelligent than I am. Um, but we bounced off each other really well, and he said he was like basically Chris Paul came to came to him and asked. Um, Possible, so you know who Chris oh, Paul yeah. is, thank God. <laughs> Honestly, the amount of struggling times, with the UK. Oh, no one knows who Chris Paul is yeah. in the UK. I'm like, ah, oh, top 15, top 20 basketball yeah, yeah. player. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> definitely now. Um, and so, like, he came to us, and because obviously they're traveling a lot, he wanted to know who his most engaged and most influential followers were mm. in the US when they're traveling, so we could do meetups, giveaways, yeah. things like that. So, we built that platform, um, which is really, really well and really doubles down on that whole community vibe yeah, like, yeah. it's not just about having a vanity metric of, of mm. how many followers you have anymore like you want to have a super engaged community and, yeah. and obviously leverage them from a merch standpoint and also can leverage them from that between other sort of marketing channels yeah. as well um, but what we also did we have that in place and then sort of over the months with development we also can now sort of aggregate um, opposition and, and competitors most engaged followers okay. so for example if you're Floyd Mayweather and you want to target Conor McGregor's followers yeah. Uh, for an Instagram post, say that's about 150 grand. So, yeah, that's a lot of money to, lot, um, yeah. to like put all your eggs in that basket and, and hope that they convert and yeah. have that as a, a real sort of tangible, um, have a real tangible return on investment. But whereas we can now we aggregate those most engaged followers mm. and extract them as a CSV and then market to them specifically. Yeah. So that should be that's a sick. huge tool. That's like really we've got some amazing businesses on board as well. NBA um, are on board, UFC are on board. Um, wow like some huge partnerships as well, loads and loads of influencers. So we're just hopefully about, I think we're sort of 70, 80% complete on our $1 million round, which is really cool. Nice. Um, and that should be boxed off in the next two weeks. So like, yeah. that's just really exciting, really exciting working with a super young team, super like energizing, motivated team. Yeah. Yeah, we've decided to call Vancouver our home, which having just got back from there is certainly yeah. not a bad thing. Uh, really, really beautiful city. And yeah, yeah hopefully we'll, we'll have that launched by the end of August properly and mm-hmm. um, really build those sort of first case studies with those big brands. And hopefully that should just pave the way for what should be a really big company. But um, mm-hmm. a lot of things have to go in our favor for that to happen. And yeah, a lot of hard work and um, a lot of late nights um, to get there. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a lot of things you're doing then. Like... Would you even consider sort of going sort of full time on sort of TrueFan? Because it will take a lot of work to make sure that it runs smoothly. Or sort of you love TWH so much that no, like it, 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 TWH media is not something I'm passionate about. It just helps me get around. Time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you mean? Um, yeah. And and I think I really enjoy marketing. I really enjoy the the social media side and 
I think that's definitely a, a potential. We also have like a consult inside to TrueFan that mm-hmm. I'm heading up as well. So I think everything will kind of merge into yeah. one, but we've, we've got to see how that plays out. But but yeah, I mean, for me, everything's a business case. Like what, what gives me the best opportunity to be happy um, mm-hmm. for me? It's just about enjoying who I'm working with and, and what I'm working on and, and yeah. having passion in, in those areas. And yeah, whatever gives me the best opportunity for that is where I'm going to yeah. go. So True Fund's definitely already taken up a lot of my time and, and that's how I've really allocated everything. And yeah. I mean, everything on top of that. So I, I, yeah. I mean, talking about passion, I know you really sort of, from your teenage years, really passionate about sports as well. Yes. I mean, myself as well, I mean, obviously most of basketball, but a lot of, you know, with the hoops connect and everything, you know, really trying to get the sports on board as well. Um, how did sport, do you think, sort of really influenced you and affected you in sort of today's, today's so, world? So, so many ways. Um, one, I'm super competitive and that definitely right. comes from sport or definitely comes from being the youngest kid on the block um, yeah. playing what, football in the street. And you know I mean, that, that I think it, it, it certainly comes from there. I think leadership skills, mm. accountability, understanding how to interact with different people, how to, do you mean knowing the right way to say things to certain people? Do you mm-hmm. mean some people you shout out, some people yeah. like you need to sort of put your arm around the shoulder? Um, not that I shout out <laughs> anyone, but do you know what I mean? Hey, Sometimes you need to do that. But yeah. do you know what I mean? That that kind of approach really, really comes from sport. Um, and and yeah, my, that drive. Um, I think to to succeed, uh, yeah, super competitive and yeah. success is, is really what I'm looking for, and that can be achieved in multiple different ways. But yeah, that whole sort of lacrosse. Yeah, it just changed my life yeah. and, and, and linked me, link me to a lot of dealing with all the people and understanding how to interact with them as well, which I think as a young person in the industry has been super important because you are, as a young person, mm-hmm. stepping on people's toes. Yeah. Um, and they feel like that. Um, and if yeah, you come yeah. across as a dick as well, they're really not going to like you. And mm-hmm. um, I think it's a strength and a weakness in myself that I really care what people think about me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always tried to, um, yeah, do things the right way and, and really care about how, how I come across. Yeah. And you mentioned success quite a few times now. So could you be, would you be able to define what success is for you? Because oh, that's the way to hard thing. 100%. Um, like success for me is happiness. That's what we're all playing for. Mm. Whatever you believe happens after life, like, do you mean without getting too mm. deep? I think the best way you can spend your years is by being happy. That's the like, quality of life being happy, having a great perspective and a, and a great outlook on the world are yeah. the things that do you mean, make you happy. And yeah. do you mean, happiness is those endorphins that are sort of released into your body. And and that, that for me, is really what you want to do. So, yeah, I think that happiness is success. And I think that can be achieved um, not necessarily by financial things, but can be achieved by, yeah, people you work with, having an impact on projects you're working on, doing something that you're proud of, whether yeah. that's like, something that's a record, something that was difficult, something that you're just happy you over, overcame. Uh, that's what mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to focus on and, and not after, and that's another reason why I wanted to go out on my own is not to just constantly be in that agency role of, right, money, 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 money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just not really what lives here. Yeah. Um, now, that's a question, I'm going to ask you a question that I ask every single guest I have uh, on the show is, What's your definition of entrepreneurship? Because um, I've noticed that it's being so reduced and it's, it's kind of like it's losing its meaning now. I think so. Um, so I guess first, like, do you consider yourself an entrepreneur? And if you do, like, what, what, what's your definition of it? I never did. I ca- After 11 months, 
now I'm starting to or mm. starting to feel like, yeah, I've done this for a little while now and I had some of those like stereotypical entrepreneurial traits and, and yeah. I quite like the, the, free, the freedom and the flexibility and willingness to work hard and, and things like that. But yeah, it's massively, massively overused and, and it, it's been glorified and glamorized um, and to be honest, bastardized mm-hmm. uh, just by people showing off the lifestyle it can um, lead to. Um, I think for me, uh, an entrepreneur is someone that has a vision um, and is willing to do whatever it takes to um, fulfill that, uh, whether that's building a business, whether that's do you mean having an impact not yeah. on the world in a certain way. I think that's entrepreneurial qualities. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm obviously sort of running multiple businesses or in, involved in multiple businesses that have those traits. Yeah. Um, but like, I just never grew up like wanting to, to yeah. be an entrepreneur. Like I never thought I'd have my own business. Yeah. Like, my parents don't. I was just yeah. never in that. And what for me, how I found it was it provided me with the life I wanted to live. Yeah. It wasn't kind of like, oh, this is cool, like, yeah. I, I see Steve or I see Gary yeah. and I want to be that. It was kind of like, okay, I'm good at these things. How do I reverse engineer that? Mm. Oh, so actually doing it on your own and being able to just do yeah. the small... And at some point, it's like, oh, look, I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> kind of, yeah. yeah. I mean, do you know I mean, you get super involved in the space and speak to other entrepreneurs and do, you mean, do keynotes and, mm. and things like that, and, and you kind of get caught up in it. But, I mean, it's not something that I really super push because mm-hmm. I do think that... The industry has become yeah like it, it's a bit cringy um mm-hmm. or i mean even identifying myself as a social media market is now not what it was two everybody years wants ago. to be that now yeah. and everyone wants to be an influencer or they have a small social media marketing agency and now i yeah. kind of look at it and go in yeah work in marketing yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah. and jimmy and i've been fortunate enough to work some big businesses and feel like i've done some shit um and, and, try and say that in a <laughs> in the sort of least arrogant way. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, you can be in, uh, I mean, it happened the other day, I was getting my hair cut, you can tell it wasn't that recently. Um, <laughs> I was getting my hair cut, and he was like, oh, what do you do? Yeah, I went to yeah. social media, da, 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 da. And, like the guy next to me kind of said the same thing, and I just kind of looked over, and the what what he was saying was so far off yeah. the industry, I was kind of like, oh, this is what I'm identifying with now, I'm part of that circle yeah. that I've always tried not to be. I've tried to zig when other people have. Um, yeah. I think as well. Yeah. So, I mean, you've mentioned a lot of things, but overall, um, what's next for you? Mm. Obviously, true fan is there as a big thing. Um, maybe even sort of just like not necessarily business, but like what what's next for you? Maybe in the, in the next year or something like that. Uh, I think I just want to be happy. So, like that freedom of life and um, continue to travel loads. Uh, I think being able to experience new things is super empowering, mm-hmm. understanding like different walks of life and how different people do stuff. Um, for me, is like what I enjoy probably most. Do like, you kind of plan, you know, I try plan and, a lot or you just kind of like yeah. go along the way? Just, just to I think it's a bit of both. I think for me, you always want to leverage whatever opportunity you get, whether that's an interview, whether that's a trip down to London or a trip to Vancouver. Like, I mean, if you're in Vancouver, then what people can you meet in? Like yeah. what business can you be doing? what coffee like what places can you see you want to maximize the opportunity yeah. and i just look at life like that like jimmy and right i'm in manchester now what meetings could i have had today like mm-hmm. jimmy, i'm paying for parking so i might as well, <laughs> jimmy and I might as well meet yeah, some yeah, people yeah, yeah. and so um that's my kind of outlook and i think for me like on an internal like perspective is i just want to like execute to a high level on everything i've got going on mm-hmm. like um either whether it's new business opportunities or like the stuff i really have signed is yeah, like let's do what I promised and, and be accountable for like, hey, we can 
we raise a load of money or we can sign these great clients or mm. we can we build something that's super powerful and I think that execution is the hard part and the part that I really enjoy signing up for because people try and, do you mean, mm. the word consultant gets through, like everyone wants to be a consultant because they think it's just a phone call and they get paid mm. $300 an hour or whatever it is. Um, whereas I really enjoy seeing do you mean, the conception of an idea or a product, a, a service, whatever it is, and how do we get to that end point? And that whole journey is fun because there's yeah. different highs and lows over that time period. And um, although I don't necessarily invest with, like in, I invest financially at the moment, like I choose to invest on projects with my time and mm. hopefully that pays some super big dividends financially and just from a, a quality of life standpoint. So yeah, yeah. that's what I'm focusing on. So someone that's just starting out, maybe like a young aspiring entrepreneur, I mean, you've gone, even though you're young, like you've gone through a lot already, what sort of one take or one piece of advice you could give them? Get an accountant. Um, <laughs> like you would not believe how much trouble people get into because of not paying the tax or just not understanding yeah. where cash flows and, and stuff. And so, do you mean find a business consultant, like accountant that mm -hmm. can sort you out that you trust that you can just message and go, hey, how do I do this? And they'll tell yeah. you. Um, and that usually saves uh, a lot of pain. Um, I think just find like what you're really good at and double down. Um, not want to do everything, not kind of do stuff on a whim. I think be passionate about what you're good at and, and understand and, and build yourself and, and just continue to learn, like yeah. read books, read articles, ask your friends what you're doing, take that meeting, even if Jimmy, you have no idea what's going to come out mm -hmm. of it, take it because you would not believe how much business in the long term comes from Barry's grandma's aunt's <laughs> friend's cousin yeah. because you spent 20 minutes with them or because yeah. you did a talk and one of them was at it and and that, that's that's not a new business strategy but it's a new business strategy Do you know what right. I mean? not being a dick to people and, and doing those little things I think really adds up over, yeah. over a long period of time and, and that drives a lot of business yeah that's awesome really good advice mate um, lastly where can people find you online yeah so Tim will hide on everything um, and specifically uh, Tim Hyde on LinkedIn that's where I'm usually yeah. seeing the most um, yeah. yeah certainly been a platform that's been very good to me but yeah thanks so much for your time yeah cheers thanks a lot for doing no this mate thanks so much mate Tim truly shows that being young in this business can only be a positive if you've got an open mind to being taught and inspired that really paves the way to success if you're willing to put in the work as well. Digital marketing as an industry overall really requires a lot of innovation and having an experimental mind, which Tim definitely has. From the looks of it, it doesn't seem like it's going to stop. So I'm really excited what he's going to be doing next. Uh, and I'm sure we're going to have him on this show after a year or whatever, just to see how he's getting along. We're done. Thank you, Tim, for doing this. And we'll see you later.